If the reports are true and the Houston Texans decide not to draft a quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft, they still need to upgrade at the position. How can they do that? We'll discuss it next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL, a national scout with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And to talk championship rings and things, as always, I got my boy, my brother, Keith Sanchez with me. You can find him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. Locked on family, what's going on? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst at the Draft Network, man. And like DP says, man, 2019 national champ. Yes, those LSU Tigers. But, man, me and DP were here for one reason and one reason only. That's to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL draft, whether that's prospects, philosophies, and all of the different things going on at DP. Man, today we have a hell of a slate, right? We have Dame's dudes coming up where I get to hit you with a couple curveballs, hot fire, put your feet to the cold, see what's going on, man. We have a this or that segment, but DP, in my intro, I always say philosophies, man, right? Like propositions, things that may happen. And there's been a lot of talk of the Houston Texans pick at number two and everyone automatically thinking they're going to select the quarterback. But guess what? There are rumors now that are saying that they're not going to select the quarterback at that number two pick, but they have to figure out the quarterback situation. So, DP, if they don't select the quarterback at the number two position, who do you think they should go get or trade for to be able to fill that quarterback position? The Houston Texans need to call up the San Francisco 49ers for Trey Lance, Keith. And and, and it's just to the point for Trey Lance, man, D'Amico Ryans, was a defensive coordinator. He was on that staff for the past, what, couple years. He's seen Trey Lance in practice. His defense has faced Trey Lance in practice. He knows what this kid has in his bag, and he knows what he could become, correct? So now, Keith, it's one thing. It's hard to sell it to fans, right? Because at the end of the day, you still want to yeah, make I money mean, in this that's business. That's the part, right? Like, we're we talking about Trey Lance, and, and let's talk about the other side of that coin, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it sounds one way, but the thing is this. He hasn't played football, right? He's probably played a total of, what, maybe five to ten games, if that, throughout his yeah. career, right? And he, he played minimal games even when he was at North Dakota State. So how do you sell a fan base on we're going to trade for this guy and this guy's going to be the future of the franchise if he couldn't be the franchise quarterback for the team that traded – I mean, that, that traded up for him and drafted him? So the, the, the big part of the sell for me, Keith, is he's selling them that – Davis Mills will not be your quarterback in 2023. That's the first part of that of that of that pitch because if you pat that's the first domino to fall, Keith. If you if you pass on a quarterback, but you trot out Davis Mills again, like that is immediately telling the fans probably don't need to come to the games because we're tanking. We're going for Caleb May or, or you know Caleb Williams or Drake May uh, or put them together and you make Caleb me, right? But, you know, like that, that's kind of, you know, what I would do is like, like it won't be Davis Mills. And then also from the aspect, we're at pick number two. Now, you think about the fact that uh, the teams like the Raiders, the what, the Colts, 
some you know Tennessee Titans what we talked about last week that could have been you know a, a situation where a team moves up to two Keith and to move up to this second pick in the draft I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna need some some return on that investment I'm gonna need some return I'm gonna need a couple first round picks I'm gonna, I'm gonna need some some draft capital baby for future you already have two first round picks next year so you trade off a second round pick this year or or a third or what depends on what happens because San Keith San Fran's guys San Fran's already said. Their GM John Lynch said, I think about two weeks ago, if we play the game today and they're all everything is the same, that they would start Brock Purdy. That's a bold choice. I'm not a fan Ooh. of that decision. So that's why I look at there's there's leverage there. And then you can also recoup picks to where you have potentially three first round picks next year. And if Trey Lance doesn't work, Keith, you now put yourself put yourself in position to get whichever quarterback you so desire. Okay, so this is a draft show, right? This is the NFL draft, right? So on, on draft day, if we're going to make this trade, what, what is draft compensation, right, for, for Trey Lance? Because the 49ers gave up so much, right? Then you have to think you have to think of the public perception. If they trade him for anything less than a one, right, then it looks like Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, John Lynch, y'all don't know what y'all are doing. But if you're uh, the, the Houston Texans, why would you give up a one, right? Like, like, so what, right. what would you get? Because you have to trade something for Trey Lance. What are you trading for Trey Lance? Like, what is what is fair? Like, what is what is fair compensation for a guy that hasn't played much football? Everyone says potential is through the roof. Well, he's a former, what, number three pick in the draft, right? Because yep. Zach Wilson yep. went number two. So former number three pick in the draft who hasn't played much football, but we believe that there's upside. So what is draft compensation for a Trey Lance? I think to me, fair compensation is a second round pick. You're yes, they traded away three first, but Keith, I look at it like this: Trey Lance, like all prospects, are it's like a car, right? Like if you drive a car off a brand new car off the lot, right, and it doesn't have anything wrong with it, Keith, but then you get into accidents, Keith, or you don't handle it correctly, you don't get the oil changed, you don't get the tires rotated. If you don't do the maintenance yourself as the the owner of the car then you can't sell the car for $45,000. You know what I mean? Like, it's different if you upgraded it, but it's, essentially, you made, you took the value down because you didn't take care of it. And that's how I look at it when it comes on to Kyle Shanahan. Again, outside of the injuries, like, they didn't, to me, Kyle Shanahan didn't actually take care of Trey Lance in terms of really allowing him, you should have started him year one. It shouldn't have been the Jimmy G situation because it really puts doubt in everybody's mind that you feel comfortable with him as a quarterback. So it's like, if you're not going to be patient, you're not going to play him, you know what I mean, until, you know, last season, of course, the fractured ankle. But in, in this situation, you can't ask. For, I think it's unfair to be like, well, we gave up three firsts, so I need a first. Well, he don't have first-round value right now. If if they can, if you can get a two, I think you jump at that move, Keith, because you still because you don't have a two. If you're San Fran, you don't have a pick until the third round, so you take that two and be like, you know what? Cut your losses. It is what it is. That investment, we didn't we didn't get what we wanted out of it. Okay, so cool. Now now we're talking about from the Houston Texans perspective, right? And and we talk go back to the Houston Texans, that fan base, that coaching staff, right? What what are you getting with Trey Lance? And you, you look at the rest of this roster, like we talked about Davis Mills, but Davis Mills has played the past two years, right? Or the past year, right? right. What are you getting with Trey Lance that you're not getting with, with, with Davis Mills? I think that's the question. Like, how does Trey Lance make your team better? Because if you're going to give up a second-round pick, you want to get better, right? Like, I'm not giving up a second-round pick just to have the same results. I want things to be better. So what are you getting with Trey Lance as a quarterback prospect? that you're not getting with, you know, Davis Mills or, you know, any of these other guys that you can possibly sign or draft. Yeah. 
or true. Um, I think with with, with Trey Lance, of course, it's a mystery box. It's unknown, right? But you know what Davis Mills is. He's a backup NFL quarterback. He shouldn't be a starter. He doesn't have the arm talent to push the ball down the field. He's not an accurate guy at all three levels. Um, you know, he's a good backup, right? But he, you know, he's just not your starter. And you've seen that over his first two years of his career. So you get a Trey Lance, you get a guy that could open up your playbook, right? Increase the run game with that zone read, read option, QB power, QB counter type of thing. But also with, Dave, with Damian Pierce in the backfield, right? That sledgehammer. Now defenses have to focus in on both of those guys. He changes the numbers in the box for uh, Damian Pierce, and he impacts the, the, the run game. But then also uh, with, with, the, with, his, with that big arm, right? You're talking about getting single coverages and, and allow your receivers to give him a chance to push the ball downfield. He's got the arm talent to get it down there. Is he unknown? Yes. But I'd rather go with the unknown thing to where, because I look at it from the aspect, Keith, it's either I'm going to hit big and he's my starter for the next couple years, or... He just doesn't work out, and I'm drafting the quarterback next year anyway. But at least I can do more things with him than I could with a Davis Mills that's under center because I've seen what I got in Davis Mills. I don't like what, I, what I've seen, so I'd rather move on to something that gives us a little bit more bang for our buck, Keith. But the thing I would ask, Keith, to you, they, they make this trade. So they, they get Trey Lance, right, and they pass on the QB at two. If they don't trade back, do you, do you go Will Anderson Jr.? Do you take a Jalen Carter or do you actually call teams to try and move back? I, I think your first move is to try to move back some, right? And obviously how far you move down the draft board is how much draft compensation you get. And we, 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 this Houston, Texas team is well-documented. They have holes everywhere on every single position group. Like there are multiple holes, no matter the position running back might be the best position. We talking about that's just Damian Pierce, right? There's so many holes throughout this roster. So you try to trade back to get more draft compensation. If not, you take Will Anderson. You take Will Anderson. You go with it. Um, you know that you have a defensive pillar. You look at it back in the days when they, you know, they decided to take Mario Williams over uh, over Reggie Bush, and you know, in that draft. So you just you take Will Anderson, and you hope that okay, I have a pillar as an edge rusher. I have somebody that's gonna come in there with a good mentality, help turn this thing around. He's gonna be with D'Amico Ryan. He's gonna be D'Amico Ryan's is like his his version of Nick Bosa. I think it's, it's Nick yeah, Bosa. Yeah, yeah it's Nick, his yeah. version of Nick Bosa. Um, you know, on his defense. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. I think it, it matters where the head coach and the general manager and the owner feel that they are as a franchise, right? Like they know that they're two years away from being two years away. They don't take a quarterback, right? But if, if they think that they're right there, then they still might take a shot. And then I think this quarterback class, um, I think it's a good quarterback class, but I don't think it's what we thought coming into the season next year or all the talk there was last year about this quarterback class when we were, you know, looking at Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis was like, man, we can't wait to get these, you know, surefire hall of fame type quarterbacks. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily that either. So man, they, there's some in between with this quarterback class. It'll be really interesting because obviously we don't know exactly what these NFL teams are thinking right at the moment. They don't know what they're thinking until drafted, right? Because one team can come and shake all of this up, but I think it's going to be a really Interesting dynamic because nothing is set in stone. I don't think this is like the 2020 draft or the, the 2021 draft, right? Like where we knew all of these quarterbacks were for sure going to go at these selections. But DP, man, that was a good conversation around the Houston Texans because I think that's the first wild card piece of this entire thing. Uh, but man, coming up, man, we, we, we've 
went through these edge rushes, man. We went through these edge rushes. So this is going to be a heavy edge rusher show. But we're going to get into our this or that segment. And we're going to come up with, I guess, situations, right? Would you rather take this player at this high? Or would you rather just wait and take another player later on in the draft? So coming up next is our this or that segment. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. There's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers get up to can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to one thousand dollars back. And bonus bets if you don't win. With bets, you can get Aaron Judge can pick up where he left off with the home with the long home runs. A pitcher can go over on the strikeouts. You name it, you can do it with FanDuel Sportsbook and MLB action. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. This of that edges, Keith. Let's get into it, baby. Yeah, man, so I, I, I you know, we're we going to jump straight into it, man. And I'm going to ask you, DP, would you rather Lucas Van Ness as a top 20 pick, right, in the top, selecting him in the top 20, or would you rather wait to get a guy like Thule Tupelotu, the edge rusher out of USC, the back end of the second round? Keith, you know, this is a good one. Two players who are kind of polar, you know, polar opposites, in my opinion, in terms of drafts, hype, and stock right now. And oh, yeah, they're they on totally different spectrums. Totally different spectrums. <laughs> Let me get Thule, man. And, 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 and on day two, Keith, I'd rather do that. Let me get Thule because I've seen what Thule can do on the edges, reduced inside. He gives you high, to me, he gives you high floor, high valuable play. With Lucas Van Ness, it's such a projection. For a guy that not even not he didn't start you know those games he wasn't supposed to play outside well that wasn't the original plan he was more so re- played inside at D tackle you know prior to and the guy that's extremely raw with everything with his game Keith there's no technical refinement no pass rush moves no pass rush plan you take away uh, the, the the bull rush and the power you can kind of you you really can take him out of out of out of reps man you can short quick set him don't let him build up to to be able to to power through you. And he doesn't really work back inside. It's just so much left for him to learn and develop, Keith. And I don't want that top 20. Let me get Thule. He may not have the arm length to consistently live on the outside, but I think he could play 4-3 defensive end and play as a 3-tech on passing downs. The quickness, the athleticism, the power, and the hand usage that he brings to the table. Let me get Thule on day two, baby. Okay. That was, that was interesting. I think that shocked a lot of people, man. And we haven't talked much about Tuli Tupelotu, I think that's how you say his name, but edge rusher from, yeah, from <laughs> from USC, man. This guy, like, we, we got into him this past weekend. Um, He's a guy that kind of floated in that third-round type range. I like him a whole lot more than that, man. I think this is a guy, I don't want to necessarily say plug-and-play starter, but if you if your team runs a 4-3 system, he's a plug-and-play contributor for sure. Like, this guy, and he contributes as a pass rusher, and I think we continue to talk about Lucas Van Ness with him playing against the run and how he's advanced in that. But as a pass rusher on the edge, there's still so much more for him to develop. So when you think about teams like, you know, the Steelers or the Ravens, he fits more of their defensive end situation more so than, you know, you think about a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, right? So, man, I think it's an interesting conversation. And I think that Thule is in a position to where he can possibly shock some people 
come draft day because some team can take him higher when you're talking about that second round and everybody's like, who are these guys? But this is why we do this job, DP. This is why we go through the tape. This is why we watch the film because we try to figure out who are the actual dudes. And it may not always be the draft conversation or the draft narrative and because they, they may not be just polarizing prospects to have a conversation about, right? But they're still talented football players that the NFL may take a look at. No, 100%, Keith. And, and, and like you said, just looking at that situation, for me, man, I, I, I look at it. I want to throw you one, man, and I, I feel like it's going to – it's going to so ruffle some fellas, feathers. Would okay. you rather have Will Anderson Jr., top 10, or Tennessee's Byron Young in the second round? Oh, man. That's definitely, definitely. Give me Will, man. I can't pass up on my guy, Will. DP, you tried to get me. You can't get me, baby. You tried to get me. I will not pass up on Will Anderson, man. I'm not. Listen, that's my guy, man. Like I said, I got to know him through my time at LSU and recruiting and everything. Man, A-plus a character, A-plus kid. Like, check the boxes across. Are there some things that he can develop as a pass rusher? Yes, he, he, he can work on those things, man. But I'm just thinking about the presence, right? You know about, you know, when you hear in other NFL players, and you know, it's retired NFL players, and they talk about other NFL players, and they like, that dude was just different. Like, he was just a different type of guy. That's how Will Anderson is going. He's just going to be a different type of guy. Like, like grown men are going to respect him. You know what I'm saying? Like, they going to understand, like, that's another level of a grown man. So, give me Will Anderson, but that is no slight to Byron Young's um, edge rusher. We got into him. We kind of talked about him a little bit. This is a guy who's all the way through the roof, man. We, I, I think he's a first-round prospect. Keith, listen, that, and that's why that's why I posed that question to you. I'm also taking Will Anderson Jr., but I want everybody to understand that we're both extremely high on Byron Young out of Tennessee, explosive, rocked-up frame, a guy that knows how to get to the quarterback, Keith, and I feel like he, his stock should be higher than what it is, and, and a guy that we should, that not just us, you know, us two, we're, we're talking about him, but the draft community in general should discuss this young man just a little bit more than me, Keith, but... Um, I got one, I got another one for you, Keith. And, and this uh, this guy's listed as an edge, but I kind of t- edge D tackle, you know, whatever D- defensive line. <laughs> uh, Ada Tomway, Adewabare, Tommy, okay. right from Northwestern, or Kalaja Kanti. Oh man, Pitt. this is tough. This is tough because you you have no choice than when you knowing that both prospects are out there, right? You have no choice but to think about the other prospect. When you're watching that guy, right? Like when you're watching Kalaja Kansi, you have no choice but to think about Adebayo and vice versa. Uh, I just finished Adebayo, like finished up his entire profile. Um, it's tough because he plays more edge than what Kalaja does. Kalaja, to me, I think is more developed and more nuanced playing inside, but Adebayo gives you that versatility. I think I'm gonna still go with Kansi though, man. If, if, I'm, I'm gonna go with Kansi. Just because I, I I think he understands how to play on the inside just a little bit more, but I like Adebayo and what he could provide. No, and, and the last one I throw to you, Keith, drafting Miles Murphy out of Clemson, top fifteen, or would you rather have Isaiah Foskey back in of the second round? From oh, give me Miles Murphy all day long. That is draft capital. <laughs> he didn't even, that is he didn't even think yeah, about it, ladies and gentlemen. It didn't take him a minute. He told me like it was some great value, maybe <laughs> fifth round or something like that. It's Miles Murphy. <laughs> Nobody's talking about Miles Murphy enough. This is a dude. This guy can play football. He understands how to play the game. 
out of sight, out of mind is probably applied to Miles Murphy because he didn't do a whole lot of testing. Then finally did his, his, his pro day testing, but it was outside of Clemson's pro day, right? So mm-hmm. this is an out of sight, out of mind prospect, but you give me Miles Murphy all day long. I'm, I'm a firm believer that this is a top 15 prospect all the way. Um, but man, listen, that wraps up the this or that segment. There's a couple of you know ones we had to think about, right? Like the, the, the Will Anderson and, and Byron Young. That one was definitely tough for me, man. Uh, but listen, coming up next, DP, coming up next, it is Dame's dude. Where we apply the pressure to Dame, and I get the we get his takes. And like our guy Ray G says, man, he puts it on wax, man. So we get to decide <laughs> who DP likes, who he don't like. So in a couple of years, we can come back at him. We can tweet at him and let him know exactly what's going on. So DP, coming up next, man, we have Dame's Dudes. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Guys, you've heard me talk about this mobile gaming app. And if you ever thought you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you think. To create a dynasty. Listen, with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including uh, player negotiation, salaries, and terms, as well as navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a football season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game where Ultimate Football GM is completely completely free and playable offline, play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on NFL Draft listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKED ON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKED ON in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Let's get into Dame's dudes, baby. Uh, baby, right, what you got for me? What you got for nah, me? Nah, let's go. Let's jump straight into it. Let's go. You know we always start at the top, DP. We're going with the oh, big man. names. We want to know where you stand. We want you mm-hmm. to stamp it. We want you to put your name on it. DP, Georgia, Edge Rusher, Nolan Smith. Is he a Dame's dude or not, man? Nolan Smith is a Dame's dude. He is a okay. raw player He, you know, in terms of his pass rush. But everything, we always talk about the unteachable keys. He has those things, the explosiveness, the power, the burst, the bend, the ability to work around the corner. If I got to get him with a pass rush specialist in the offseason to fix his hands and work on his pass rush plan, I will do so. But I know that I'm getting a near elite edge defender in the run game and a guy that I can manufacture some rush lanes for him and get him isolated. So, Keith, yes, Dame stamp of approval for Nolan Smith. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, look, next up, DP, we've talked about him earlier in the show, but – we need to know where you stand at, right? Because like, you've been, you talked about it for a couple of shows, but you're kind of talking around the situation and now. So we need to know where you stand. And where do you stand with Iowa edge rusher Luca, Lucas Van Ness? Is he a dame's dude or not, DP? The people need to know. Unfortunately, he is not a dame's dude, <laughs> man. I'm sorry. I, I, I like the potential. But, Keith, I feel like this is a high, high hike for him this the 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 heights that he has to climb to reach what people already believe that he he can be man it's just a little too you know my saying a little too rich for my blood keith so no he's not a dame's dude okay there we have it there we have it we've been looking for that the people have been looking for where you stand (laughs) with lucas van next next up man we have another polarizing figure from a top program that's get got a lot of draft hype right now and that is Notre Dame's edge rusher, Isaiah Foskey. Is he a Dame's dude or not, DP? This is tough. Oh, this is tough. No, he's not. Uh, oh, I, like he's Fos- <laughs> I like Foskey, but he's uh, – I know. Um, man, you know, 
technically not as refined as I like to see. Want to see more power from him. He's a little rigid with his hip rotations to work the corner. I feel like he's got to be a, a wide angle rusher uh, to really, really win. He's, to me, I see too much finesse, and I, I need to see a little bit more pop, a little more power in the game as well, Keith. So, ah, he's not a dame's dude. All right, cool. There we go. That's two in a row. Let's see if we make it three in a row, DP. This is another guy that we've talked about a lot on this show, right? But like we said, it's getting close to draft. We're, what, two weeks away? The people need to know where you stand with some of these <laughs> prospects, DP. So now we're going with Texas Tech edge rusher Tyree Wilson, DP. Is he a, edge, is he a dame's dude or not, DP? Where you stand with him? Mm. I don't wipe your eyes. We got to <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, oh, man. Tyree Wilson is not a dames dudes. Um, okay. Not that edgy, is it? Uh, maybe a D, maybe that three tech. <laughs> maybe a three tech, but not at edge, Keith. Uh, I see a guy that, that is very, very raw. I see a guy that, that does not have a true plan, uh, you know, over 50% of the time on his rushes, Keith. Uh, he, he's a body, beautiful type of guy. Size, length, uh, athleticism. But I just see too many things where I'm I'm not convinced uh, that he'll ever be what people expect him to. Okay, I could I could take that. I can understand that. Last up, DP, real quick, we finishing up. We have Kansas State's edge rusher Felix Anaduke Uzoma. I think I said that right, Felix. I think you, you got it. Me, I think you I'm got sorry, it. but we need to know where you stand with that. Is he a dame dude or not? I, I like Felix, and Felix is getting that stamp of approval. Dame's okay. dudes, um, you know, day two type of prospect, Keith, but 255 pounds, good arm length, uh, you know, over 33 and I think seven eighths, uh, plays with good power, uh, can defend the run. Um, you got to continue to, to get, you know, more consistent with that. I don't want him reduced inside. Uh, I, I like him standing up or with his hand in the ground, outside shade of the tackle, Keith. I think there's a lot more to his game than what we've seen so far at Kansas State. So he's a Dame's dude, Keith. Uh, he's a Dame's dude for sure. Okay, I agree with you. I like I like Felix. I, I got like one. Felix. I got one. An uh, actual listener of the show hit me up on Twitter because he was curious of how I felt about BYU's wide receiver Puka. Um, Jesus, Nakua, Nakua from BYU. Uh, shout out to uh, Casey Kinnaman. Uh, you know Casey K. You know he, he hit me up and asked me, and I told him wait till the episode. Watching Puka, I think where you. Puka's a Dames dude. I like what I saw from him. I, and we saw him up close and personal. Unfortunately, it was only day one of the senior bowl because I believe he, he left with a concussion, Keith. But you talk about a guy that ball skills, body control. He knew how to get open, and he worked on the outside and on the sideline well, toe drag swagging with no problem. Um, I think that, that he has more in his bag, and I think this is a young man that you can get on day two. Potentially, it just depends on how the receivers fall. You might get him fourth round, early day three, and, and he comes in as a uh, not so much of a developmental piece, but a rotational piece to your wide receiver core that can actually take another step uh, in the next two years, man. So, yeah, Puka Nakua is a Dane's dude. Shout out to, K, uh, to, to our boy KCK. So, guys, listen, that's Dame's Dudes, man. We talked about so many different things on this podcast. But as always, we appreciate you guys for showing us all the love and support. As always, um, you know, continue to go over to the YouTube channel. Subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Uh, we thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, come back tomorrow. We got Stock Up, Stock Down. We got Coach K's 
key thoughts. See, I slowed it down just to make sure I can get it out there for you. So, guys, we appreciate everything for Twitter. You can find us, uh, you know, for Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.